A very special thanks to our $5 fans. Mark Malstrom, Gina Trapani, Matthew B. Jacobs, Mark Mullars, Ross Float, Matt Howie, Robbie Canner, David Stark, Doug Hank, Hunter Marks, Stephen Fox, and Eric Halverson. Hey everybody, welcome to Sweeps Week on Let's Make Mistakes, and this is your host, Mike. Uh, this is your other host, Jesse. And we have a very special guest in the audience with us today. Yeah, who is that? In the studio. Oh. Who yeah. is that? Uh, Sam, how are you? I am, uh, I'm great. I'm a little sweaty, but I feel it's very great to, it's very great to be here. Well, we were wrestling before the show started. Sam Biddle <laughs> is with us, everybody. Sam Biddle from Valley Wag. Right. You're from Valley Wag? I, yeah. Oh. So, for now, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> you let one of them in here? I just signed uh, some, some heavy NDAs when I walked in. But... Oh, yeah. And then we wrestled for a bit. <laughs> well, that was just for fun. Like, oh, yeah. Is that why there is like a dead Powerpuff girl in the yep. on the carpet? <clears throat> okay. There were some casualties. <clears throat> what are you doing in San Francisco, Sam? I, I uh, I'm getting that a lot, and I still don't have a, a great answer. Um, I I haven't been out here since January or February, and I figure I'm writing about this place, so I should drop by. So I've been here. I'm here for uh, most of this week, just uh, putting some boots on the ground, I guess. Seeing what I can see, have you it's pretty any, informal. Have you gotten into any fights? No, no. I had I had one mean girl run in at a bar where you know it was someone broadcast. Uh, they, you know they didn't they didn't like me. They didn't want me there. But everyone's been very nice. Do you mean I, mean girl? Like it was a mean girl, or like it was like the movie? Both. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what did what happened? Just tell us. So I, I walked in and I, and I was it was someone who I had met before and I introduced I you know I said hello good to see you again and she said oh we haven't met and I but I know I know we 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 saw each other over the summer I said oh no we met in New York at a, when, you know some bar and she said no I would I would know if we had met and just sort of turned around and that is this, was is this I, somebody that you've written about no I wrote about her boyfriend so I guess that was oh no. yeah. but you know. It happens. But other than that, I've, I've well, had nothing. They're going to break up, and then she'll like you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't blame her. I guess you got to be a good girlfriend. Right. Uh, so, do you hate the people that you write about? No. Well, not <laughs> yeah. Some of them, sure. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't. You know, they they don't keep me up at night with boiling blood, but uh, you know, they, they definitely. There's definitely some shitty people. Um, Who's the shittiest? Can you can you actually start by I don't I don't know who you are. Yeah, what do you, seriously. So you write for, yeah, what? I don't read Valley Wag. I'm sorry. I don't. It's I'm sorry. fine. I, I, um, I don't blame you. So what do you like? You, that's like that's like this is my gossip about people who live in San Francisco, right? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's like it's, Gossip Girl. Are you Gossip Girl? I you know I haven't I've never watched that much Gossip Girl. Oh, no. I, watch, I used to watch the OC. So it's that, not the same thing. <laughs> uh, well, it's not like the OC either. It's uh yeah it's it's gossip and uh, you know, rumors and bad news about startup stuff. It's in Silicon Gossip Valley. Girl for Silicon Valley. Sure. Yeah, you know what? Okay. Gossip Girl is a, is a beloved show. So that's I gossip. No, that. I watched all of Gossip Girl. I'm not I'm not putting you down. <laughs> but I think gossip <laughs> is a little bit reductionist. Okay. I mean, there's certainly a bit of that, yeah. And it's and and like all Gawker media, it's written in a sensationalist way, mm-hmm. to, very much, which so, I yeah. enjoy. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're also you've been calling a lot of people out on just being shitty human beings lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't. I, I I started this job and I wanted to do it because I didn't see them getting called out anywhere else and. You know, I, I I can do it on Twitter all I want, but then you're just a passive aggressive guy like throwing yelling. pebbles at yeah, people. Yeah, right. You know, it's 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 not super becoming uh, to uh, just rail on Twitter all day. So you know, I wanted to make it a little more formal, and I hope smarter. And uh, you know, the response has been good so far. Because yeah, I mean, and then you know, they're not, they're not going to stop being shitty. So 
Well, the reason I wanted to get you on here is, I mean, I look at all of the resources that we have available to us right now and the amount of intelligent people who are dedicating time and energy to making these things. And they have this opportunity to actually do something positive right for for like to make to leave this planet a better place than they found it right and they're fucking it up as far as i'm concerned right it, it just seems like a, a criminal misallocation of money and time yeah uh it, there's like it's the same money flowing between the same hands over and over and over mm-hmm. um there's ethics packed up its bags a long time ago and left town right and we're squandering this fantastic i mean we have more resources now available to us than at any other time in human history right and we're using it to build tit stare or pretending to build tit stare oh my God. Yeah. it was a joke or, mike we've, we've reached the point where we're where, you know your bad ideas can just be one-off jokes on a stage and then you move on they don't even need to be real bad ideas they can just be and yeah. it, it's, and we're, we're, I feel like we've taken so many steps backwards into how we treat other people. Like Silicon Valley has declared war on women. It has declared war on immigrants. It, it has declared war on minorities. On public, on the public good. It uh. is declared war on the public good. It's using San Francisco as a bedroom community with those goddamn buses that are rolling through town. It has jacked up rents to to the point where the people who actually do work in this city can't live in this city mm-hmm. anymore. And I'm not just talking about, you know, startups based in San Francisco. I'm talking about like people who work like <clears throat> like people like San Francisco cops can't live in San Francisco anymore. Right. San Francisco public workers can't live in San Francisco teachers can't live in San Francisco. Right. Because of all these little shitheads who don't even work here. Right. Well, then, you know, there's not going to be anyone left to use the apps is the uh, is the, the horrible part. I mean, once you force everyone out, who's getting an Uber? And I guess they're just going between each other's offices. But and, and in the middle of all this, here's Sam, who's pissing these people off. <laughs> I hope so. And I admire that. <laughs> of course you do. Well, you know, they, they've been very comfortable uh for years years and years uh all, all they you know the closest thing they have to any kind of criticism is not being mentioned in TechCrunch. that's about as offensive as it gets is omission uh, but you're not going to have anyone say look you don't deserve a three million dollar investment it's you're an idiot and your website is, doesn't make any sense uh and I, it was just it was killing me that no one was saying that so all right so it's less i mean it's less gossip stuff and more calling people out type stuff. Than yeah, I mean, you know, th- there's gossipy stuff, but it's not like People magazine. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think of Sam as as Luther nailing a proclamation to the church door. Is that from the show Luther? What yeah. is it? I yes, Jesse, that yeah. is from the show Luther. <laughs> this is my co-host. Great show. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, he really does well with that English accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, that was sort of the, those those theses are sort of the first disruptive moment in uh in western history, Luther and the uh and the nailing. So how did you like where did you come from? How did how did you get in like where did Nick Denton find you? Uh outside his door in a basket just uh screaming. No, I I I was Working at Gizmodo, uh, the Gawker Media uh, gadget tech news site, um, for about three, almost three years, and I just sort of reached a point where I couldn't write about phones anymore. I, I, I lost my enthusiasm for it, um, and it was you know I couldn't really fake fake it. So I thought you know why not switch to uh, Switch to this, and you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was talking about. I had to, I had to learn all who all these awful people are and what they do, and 
where they live and that sort of thing. It was nice. So when you say awful people, which people are you referring to? Yeah, investors and the people they give their money to. Let's hear some names. You write about them, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 I pick on uh, Britt Morin a lot, uh, who, who has made a name for herself and raised, I think, something like $6 million in venture capital backing uh, for a website that basically just collects recipes and five dollar craft projects um and presents them on a website in an app and that's that's her business what, what website is that it's uh britain co it's just brit.co um and she has a she's wrote a book proposal i'm sure she'll have a book deal soon um but yeah you know, she's not doing anything that you couldn't find in a craft magazine for the past century but some, you know but for some reason it's been deemed worthy of millions of dollars in backing yeah payment. millions of dollars seems right i mean maybe maybe, maybe like a hundred bucks like i mean you know it's worth something maybe but six million dollars is steep for instructions about frosting cookies and you know, yeah. making but she i mean uh brett morin wife of dave morin yes <laughs> yeah i mean that might have something to do with it so who's dave morin Oh, you know who Dave Morin is? Dave Morin. Uh, he, uh, he, he was a, a Facebook guy, uh, and then he left there, and he's had that golden Facebook stamp on him and has been able to just uh, you know, <laughs> trade on that for a while. He, he made an app called Path that no one really uses but has received a hell of a lot of money, too. Uh, I think I read an article about this guy. <laughs> it's possible. He's the one with the bespoke app for him yeah. and his secretary. He, like he, the mountains he, are his home. Right. He <laughs> he probably did the least uh, likable Q and A session in the history of Vanity Fair. That was that was something. He right. He, he has the night phone and the day phone. Oh yeah. Uh, then he swaps it's like, between. It's like a mullet phone strategy. Right. <laughs> you know, party exactly. in the back, yeah. business in the front. Exactly. Right. He, he wrote a. Spe- he was considered enough to write a special app just so we can ask his secretary to do things for him, which is... Not a special app, a bespoke app. You're right. One of a kind. It's very very important to use the word bespoke. (laughs) Whenever possible. Whenever possible. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's what we're working with here. These are the people who are pulling in between, I mean, just between those two, tens of millions of dollars. And and for what? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's all going. They have nice offices, so they need you know. Oh, they're using real it. nice offices. Really, yeah. yeah. So you know that that takes some money. Let's talk about our friend Pax. Yes, Pax Dickinson. He Pax was in Dickinson. the news recently. He was. Yeah, he's had he had a hell of a week, right? The uh, the former former Business Insider CTO and now uh, I guess just a Reddit Reddit regular and. Uh, so he. Um, He'd been tweeting. Yeah. He's been, and he'd been tweeting for a while. I, uh, I, was, I was shocked how long he'd been tweeting, yeah. So, uh, but I, I didn't know who this guy was. Why the hell would I? Right. And then all of a sudden, there was like one tweet that got people's attention. Right. At which point, I started digging through his Twitter stream, like many people did. Right. And... I, w- I found stuff that was even worse. It was uh, like yeah. gold nugget after gold nugget. Mm-hmm. So what was it, and I forget what the actual tweet was that, that got all of this attention, but why? Why now? Someone emailed me one of the tweets, and like you, I had never heard of this guy. I don't care who Business Insider's CTO is. Like That's a total, you know, unless I work at Business Insider, I'm not going to care about that. Uh, but someone, I guess, had been arguing with him online and said, you, you, you won't believe what this guy's saying publicly and attaching his name to and attaching his employer to. And, and you're right. The more you, the farther you went back, the worse it got. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was a little worried at first that it was fake, you know, cause how could someone be this deliberately offensive to every conceivable group? It's like, true. It was thorough. It was, it, he was right. You, you can't say like he hates X group. No, he hates all people. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, it was, you know, even, you know, minorities that don't, that don't exist anymore. Like he, he was going after just every, you know, he's anti-Navajo probably. He's just every conceivable slot got something. It, so in a way, it was sort of a feat of bigotry. But uh, So 
you summoned him to light. Right. Which is the best disinfectant. Right. And the internet just jumped on him. They d- yeah, you know that for as much of a of a of a scum pond as the internet can be, it was nice to see everyone on the same side uh of something for once. I mean, I I wish we could all come together over something uh pleasant uh, instead of just denouncing a racist, but I, you know, I'll take it. You know, there's nothing, I mean, I don't know about your family, but nothing united us more than a common enemy. Right. Like if the little, if the if the <laughs> the little kid across the street did something stupid, mm-hmm. like it was the only time we weren't fighting with each other. <laughs> yeah. It was well, when we were devising a, a plan to to take down the little kid across the street. Right. Uh, did did you see did you read any of this? I did. Yeah. I did. Pretty bad, right? Um there was spectacularly bad spectacularly bad spectacularly bad yeah. yeah i mean i mean i really i didn't believe it was it was true and then i i went back and there were people who would you know he works with or he worked with a business insider who were talking to him so they knew about it yeah so the thing that gets me about this is and i apologize for not knowing her name and she probably doesn't want me to repeat it but there was one woman in particular who uh, said something to him and his reply was just block i'm blocking you right I don't want to hear about done. Right. And then um Anil Dash right. said something that I mean Anil was you Anil was pissed. Very. And he said something to him and uh they they go out and have co- coffee together. Right. Which Anil wrote about and yeah. uh I don't think they're fans or anything, but mm-hmm. so a woman complains she gets blocked. And Neil complains, the guy reaches out to him. Right. That pretty much summed up everything that's fucking wrong that I want to set on fire in the world. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, this, this was a great horror in microcosm situation. Right. I mean, I think maybe some of it had to do with the fact that he, when he uh, blocked the woman, I, I forget her name too. So I guess I'm just as bad, but uh, you know, I don't think he realized how, how fucked he was at that point. And then maybe he hoped that he could somehow redeem himself uh, through coffee with Anil. But you're right. Uh, all it took was a, du- a dude th- saying, hey, let's get coffee. And he was. Do you think there was, was a in. moment of realization between one event and the other event? Or do you think it was just the the way he reacted to a woman versus the way he reacted to a, a, an influential guy? Sure. I mean, right. He he was at least aware enough to know that Anil is, is very well known in uh, particularly in the New York tech community, you know, really just the tech community, if there is such a thing. Uh, he, he recognized that maybe if he cozied up to him and apologized, he might have a chance to do something else in the future. You know, it was absolutely self-serving, but yeah, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have gotten coffee with a woman. I mean, what, there's no evidence to prove to, to show that he would do anything. No, with a woman. I mean, I mean the evidence is, is a, the evidence is of the contrary. Right. If anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that he uh, that he would be so noble as to get uh, coffee with Anil, being a a non-white. You know, that was very that was that was a big big moment for uh, for Pax. Maybe that was his way of uh, reaching out to the right. community. Yeah. I did read uh, Anil's little write up about their getting coffee. And the guy did play the whole, like, it's my persona thing. Oh, right. You know, like, basically, they're like, don't take it, dude, don't take it so seriously. I'm kidding. But also, um, I think that Anil brought up the whole, like, hey, like, you should not punch down. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, I'm not. <laughs> because this white CTO of Business Insider felt so oppressed right. by, uh, uh, you know, people in welfare well, and you know, women. C- CTOs have it tough historically. They, they've, tough. Had, they've had a rough time in America. So, you know, I can see why he'd be sensitive. I mean, look, I, Anil has a superhuman ability to take the high ground. I, I don't know whether – I don't know who else would have stomached coffee with this guy. But, uh, you know, that, that's 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 – that's a Neil superpower. Um, most people were content to just say, you know, you know, see you in hell. Uh, we're done with you. Um, but uh, it was, you know, lucky for lucky for this guy to the opportunity to get you know a few more words in. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting to ever hear anything about him again. Yeah. Well, men's rights. <laughs> but we are. 
Now we're I hearing know, about him again. <laughs> yeah. Because now we're talking about public shaming. Right. Which I, which I think is, is, a, is a tool for social good most of the time. But today's conversation was about how public shaming is just as bad as any behavior that Pax and Pax's ilk right. was showing. Well, you know, I think it depends on what's being shamed, right? Like, <laughs> is there no honor in a lynch mob? Right. Uh, you know, I, look, I, uh, I think that if, you know, if you're shaming the right people, you're doing – you're doing the Lord's work. Uh, you know, of course, it's easy for me to say because I always think I'm shaming the right people. Um, but there's something to be said for unorganized, angry, uh, anonymous Internet people all piling on together. Uh, I'm, I'm a pitchfork and torches kind of guy, so yeah. I, I don't see the issue. <laughs> I mean, look, anytime someone gets ganged up on for doing something stupid, they say, oh, it's a lynch mob. It's a witch hunt. You know, no, people get pissed off together, and they all get pissed off at the same time about the same things, and they say, "This is bullshit. I hate this. This guy, this guy is a jerk. This, you know, this guy is a criminal. Whatever." And, I think and, it's wonderful that these people are finally feeling what oppression is like, and I think it 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 hopefully works to expand their worldview. Well, right. I mean, yeah. The 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 irony of of Pax. Uh, feeling like he was being stepped on by a broad group of people uh, uh, systematically is, of course, there. I mean, you know, to talk about you know, how, how worthless and shitty poor people are and then to complain about, uh, uh, you know, being silenced, of course, it was pretty, it was pretty rich. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a schmuck. I, uh, some, sometimes it just comes down to this guy's a schmuck and everyone recognizes it on the same, within the same 24 hours. And and calling it a lynch mob, which is moronic, I think, to begin with, uh, you know, terrible choice of uh, of terms. You know, it doesn't it doesn't discredit that anger. Uh, yeah, I think the great thing was that he was bad enough to where everybody, like as you said, everybody was able to unite right. against him. Right. Because I think that there have been so many issues, especially like in the last, I don't know, three years with internet sexism where it's not bad enough to where people don't get it. They just don't get it. They're like, right. well, that's not bad. It's fine. It's in good humor, but Pax is so bad. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of maybe formerly men's rights act activists have rethought, uh, their opinions. Right. Absolutely. And it also made the people who, who stood up for him just seem like the worst of the lunatic fringe. Like it, it was such a cartoonish thing to try to defend that, you know, there there was a clear line between you know, sane internet and nutcase internet, and if you were on the other side of that line, you know, I don't. Good luck coming back from that. Have you ever fucked up? Have Have you ever? Of course. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me rephrase that. Have you ever written something about somebody that you wish you hadn't? Mm, yeah. I. Uh, well, what at Valleywag or ever? Yeah, let's stick with Valleywag. Okay. Um, well, you know, I've, I've only been doing it for about four or five months, so I haven't had that much time to really, really fuck up. I mean, there there are things that I've gotten wrong. Uh, I, I don't think that I've made a decision that's really profoundly hurt someone uh, or damaged something that didn't deserve it uh you know i mean look i i i do get things wrong all the time uh you know in little ways you know i wish i had taken a different tone or i wish i had phrased something differently um but i i don't think that i've done anything irrevocable yet or indefensible uh you know i i definitely caught some a little bit of heat uh when i was writing about sergey brin's girlfriend uh and and maybe i you know i don't think i handled that very delicately um, and, you know, there are people who would say, you know, you shouldn't have outed her. You shouldn't have uh, named the name, you know, and calling her his mistress was sexist. And, you know, these are all things I've I've thought about. Maybe I would have written that post a little differently. But, you know, that's, that's just sort of hazard and something that I, you know, that I'll live with. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. That one bugged me a little bit. Yeah. Because... 
it went into somebody's personal life. Right. Like somebody's marriage falling apart. Right. Yeah, exactly. And exactly that. And that's going to be the kind of, that's going to be the kind of post where I'm going to get reactions like that. And the best I can do is listen. And, uh, I'm sure something that'll come up again. And, uh, I mean, look, I, I, I would have written that post again. I don't think that it's just anyone's marriage. I think that it's, uh, the co-founder, one of the most influential people in the history of the internet. Uh, and it's a guy who is cheating on his wife with a subordinate at a very powerful publicly traded company. No, I, I get that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have written it or mm-hmm. that you didn't have the right to write it. It just personally bugged me. Right. Um, for, you know, whatever personal reasons mm-hmm. I might have. It's like, I didn't take joy in reading about that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take joy in writing it. I yeah. Guess. And I don't, and I, I'm not uh, saying that you did. Sure. I, I, just, I guess I just, I don't, and, and I, for my own personal reasons, had no problem, you know, exposing someone who was hurting a spouse and kids. You know, like I, I've, I, I've been, uh, you know, on the other end of that. And I just thought, you know, I'm like, she doesn't, these are adults who made adult decisions willingly. Uh, you know, if it came out that he was, you know, extorting her into some kind of relationship, then I would, I would, I would, you know, offer an apology and I would write, I would write that. Uh, but as far as I know, it was someone who just, two people who did something wrong. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to moralize on Valley Wag, but that that to me seemed like fair game. Uh, I don't. But again, it, it, it divided people. Huh? You just motioned at me. What do you want? I, I, well, I, I want. I didn't want to keep him from talking. I was setting you up with the next question. Like, hey, Jesse, ask a question next. Oh. Hey, Jesse. Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I I usually just ask a question if I have one. I know, but. Um, our, okay. What do you what do you what do you think about uh, writing about people's gosh affairs? that one is it's it's uh it's tough because I think with all of this stuff that we're saying like even even with uh, uh, the Pax thing everybody piling on him publicly on the internet um, it's something where like it makes me feel uncomfortable to out people like that. But I don't know if it's necessarily because I have any, like, you know, I don't really have anything moral against it so much as, like, I feel uncomfortable when, you know, like, if I were in your position, that's a crazy, like, that's a crazy thing to write about. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's, kind of ugly by definition to to wade into personal stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, look, I I didn't set out ever when when I took this job. I didn't say, like, you know what, I, I hope I get some asshole fired i don't i don't i'm not setting out to get anyone i I didn't i didn't take any satisfaction in that you know i I, i'm not like out to yeah to to like to ruin people you know yeah and it's not i think that with uh with a google guy it's like if that had been like where where do you draw the line like if it's your friend or something like who's not a super famous person, like that's kind of a dickish thing to do. But then if it's you know like a the the president or something, yeah. then suddenly it's like it becomes okay for you to do that because they have to be held to a yeah. higher and more public standard. I mean, look, there, there's no there's no clean, completely logical line about whose infidelity should be written about and who should be private. Yeah. I mean, I totally believe that you know if if you're cheating on your wife, that's between you. And your wife, unless you you are of public interest, and I thought I thought that Sergey fell into that, but yeah. you know, it's it's uh, that, that that's something where I just have to lean on the side of Valleywag being kind of a tabloid mm-hmm. publication. Yeah, because um, I think people don't people have no problem with that with regards to celebrities. Like nobody is you know being asked about like the morality of like uh, criticizing Miley Cyrus. Right. Like that's just an accepted. I did. Okay. Did you? Yeah. Oh. You criticized Miley? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I criticized the people criticizing Oh, Miley. me too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some slut shaming. But, but you, yeah. I just, I just like Miley. I just, I, I felt, I felt criticized by association. <laughs> I didn't care for that at all. 
I thought it was very weird to have like 40-year-old men talking about how a 20-year-old woman should be behaving. And especially, right. And and, yeah, it was gross. It was gross. But it was that you didn't like their criticisms. I I don't know. I don't know. Like it's not not unusual for people to write about celebrities' personal lives is what I mean. It was just a pervy way of writing about her, I thought. Yeah. It was weird. You know, like like you said, there, there were these essays being written about her outfit and, you know, and, and her, she's young enough to be a lot of these people's daughters. And, you know, like this, uh, it's, it, if, if she, if she were their daughter, that'd be one thing. They could talk about it in the kitchen or the, you know, in the living room together. Yeah, There was a lot of that too. Like if she were my daughter, like if I had possession over this 20 year old, woman, <laughs> right. here's, here's what I would do. With right. Her. Well, you know, feel and, free to do it with your own daughter. But well, hold on, I need to go rub one out before I write this anti Miley <laughs> ah! essay. Right. Just stop recording. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Yeah. Are there um, with any people that you have written about or covered? Because you, so you live over in New York, is I that do. correct? Yeah, okay. So you're not kind of in the middle of that because I think that was another thing is that even though it's not like I'm rubbing elbows with these people, like. I know enough people who work at every company to where even in the past I've said things on Twitter and on my blog where it will offend somebody because I'm talking about their boss. People and, is, I don't look, I, I don't get that. And that's something that I've I've very quickly realized with this crowd is that people are very stupidly loyal and sensitive. Uh you could people can be abused or offended insulted by someone uh but because their their app is popular because they have a lot of money people are terrified of crossing them mm-hmm. um there, there's this whereas you know in, in new york writers hate each other you know in, in, in advertising people badmouth each other all the time as it's, it should be right <laughs> it's the you know the marketplace of ideas oh, right. maybe i should move over there yeah you know there, <laughs> no one has any problem being vindictive and and lashing out and judgmental but here it's it's like you know you're 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 asking someone to speak ill of their their family i think it's oh, a west coast thing i think that's a west coast it, it, yeah maybe yeah it's a much more backstabby society than the east coast mm. and i i grew up on the east coast mm-hmm. and if somebody has something bad to say about you they'll just tell you right here they'll invite you to their home. They'll they'll be friends with you, and then mm-hmm. they'll stab you from behind. Right? Yeah. I I, I think I I'm I'll always be more of a fan of just open hostility. I'm a huge fan of open hostility. <laughs> right? It, it's what were you guys even wrestling about you, then? Well, that, that like, was for, was that a love wrestle? Yeah, that was that, sexual. Yeah, okay. there was nothing hostile. Sorry. You should have no. seen it. Yeah, it was just yeah. you know it was a welcoming ceremony. Sam ceremony. works out. <laughs> That was my workout today. I'm gl- I'm kind of glad you missed it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, maybe we. Can. I don't, well, so wait, where did where did you grow up? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, f- f- yeah. People in Philadelphia are horrible to each other. They'll, they'll yell. Well, they're not horrible to well, each other. I mean, you just know. you know where you stand. I heard the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. I know what it's like out there. That that yeah, really that captures the whole Eastern yeah. experience. I, right, but I I just think that there's there's a lot to be said for rudeness uh, that 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 doesn't happen here. I mean, on the East Coast, like it snows and you spend like an hour clearing out your parking space and then you go into your basement and you get an old ironing board and you put it on the parking space that you cleared out and everybody knows don't take this parking space that's been claimed. Mm-hmm. And if somebody moves your old ironing board and parks their car in the parking space that you cleared up, their tires are slashed within 30 minutes. That seems like direct feedback to it's me. It's natural law. It's just the... Here you would get a note. You would get a note put on your car. Like, hey, I don't mean to be that person. And that's my favorite. I don't mean to be that no, person. No, it's that I would appreciate it if you didn't do yeah. that again. But there's always an I wouldn't... I, I, I don't mean to be that person at the front of that. Things, that, things are caveated to death here. Yeah. yeah. So much. I hate that. Uh, not to sound like a dick. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't take but this the wrong way. I hate to be like this, but I don't want to take responsibility like for the harmful words I'm about to say. Right. But it's better, better to just better to just say it. Yeah, and you or know, I, better figure out a different way of saying it that doesn't make you sound like a dick, uh, or just slash their tires. I think the tire slashing is is yeah. always uh, it's the, the least ambiguous. Uh, way of getting that across yeah i have that problem with uh, cab etiquette 
in San Francisco. Like, people, like, bitches be taking your cabs that you hail down. Oh, no. And I, I don't think that happens Mm-mm. in New nope. York. And mm. I think that there's also, like, the, you know, like, it, I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing. But, like, often in New York, like, if a dude is in front of me and, like, on the corner, he will give a cab to me. But I was outside of the corner of you guys' office once, hailed a cab, and these, like, drunk bros, like, ran in it and then laughed at me and, like, drove away. Wow. I, I mean, I, I think that... I. <laughs> Under California state law, you could have fired shots into that cab. I don't know. That, that's I. I was you. You know Mike Gessel, right? No. no. Well, okay. He's a friend of mine. He lives in New York. Mike is a large human being, mm-hmm. and we were in New York together, and we uh, once, and we hailed a cab, and the cab stopped about twenty feet in front of us, and as we were walking up, these other people ran. And opened the door and started to get in. Mike leaps at him, grabs him by the back, and just goes in the. And, and he's he's a teddy bear, mm-hmm. but he's covered in tattoos, including pity fool knuckle tattoos. <laughs> and he can he can do like the meanest voice in the world when he needs to. And he just grabbed him by the back. And, Hell no! <laughs> and just I, pulled him out of the cab. And, and they were just like and, that. And we we watched them. As we drove away, and they were, they were not well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm, I feel intimidated just hearing that story. But that's great. That's how it should. Be. You can't. You just don't take somebody's cab. No. no, there's so few absolute rules. The parking space thing, cabs. Yeah. You know, don't uh, don't be overtly racist on Twitter. You know, I don't know. these these things aren't that hard to to adhere to. You know, like don't don't attack the poor on Twitter. I think that's usually pretty. <laughs> or just like at all, because <laughs> <laughs> right. like why? Yeah, right. How right. is it helping? There's you? <laughs> been a, a a slew of homeless or verbal homeless attacks lately across. You know, by you know well-to-do tech bros. Right, right, right. Starting with uh, Mr. Peter Singh, I believe, in uh- that. 10 things I hate about uh, San Francisco. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a terrible image of a homeless person uh, right above it. And I just thought, this, you know, this poor dude sleeps on the sidewalk. And now your douchebag ass is going to use him as an example of things you hate. Right. You use him as art to illustrate your right. blog post. It's- and then there were the idiots who were using homeless people and shop to track shopping cart data or some bullshit uh, I, like I, that. I, you that, remember that? That oh, was God. that was so stupid and convoluted. I couldn't even. I didn't really fully understand it. It, it was something like, what can software engineers learn from homeless people and how they use shopping carts? Like approaching right. the homeless as as innovators. And, not, and, and not, as like animals too, well, right. yeah. As if it's a case study. <laughs> They're yeah. disrupting the shopping cart industry, right? It's 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 like a, it's a life hack. You know, they they <laughs> it's the ultimate DIY uh, experiment is that shopping cart. I think the problem with so many of these people is it's it's a uh, born on third base thinking you hit a triple problem. Yep. Yeah. Um, was it? I think it was Ann Richards who made that quote about. George W. Bush once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to live in in tech in Austin when Ann Richards was governor, and mm-hmm. that woman could quote. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, um, no kidding. But I mean, you've got these kids that are like they're going to college on mom and dad's dime. Right. They leave college. They immediately get a big tech job mm-hmm. where they're fed, their clothes are cleaned, they're they don't have to do jack shit. Yep. They have gigantic air-conditioned Wi-Fi buses to take them back and forth to their apartment, right? Which I wouldn't be surprised if they had help finding. I, I you know, Facebook used to uh, maybe they still do pay a um, you know subsidize uh, housing you know depending on where depending on where you would live. So I mean they 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 really do make it as easy to exist as possible. And they have and, and they grow up thinking that this is how the world works. They don't understand how incredibly lucky they are, right? Well, they, they see they. Uh, this is another one of the the, the lessons uh, uh, that that I'm learning here, being here and, and writing about uh, this area, 
and and its counterpart in New York is that they think we're the lucky ones because isn't it great we get to grow up uh, and and grow old in a world with seamless and Uber and Foursquare and Spotify you know we're we're living in the wor- in a world of unprecedented convenience and but, and so we owe them some thanks for, but it's actually a very small world right right I mean yeah most of these apps are only available in select markets as they say right so as long as you keep your 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 tech job and travel between sf and new york yeah possibly la a little bit Mm -hmm. and travel with people like you right then you can continue believing that this is how the world operates and that all of these other people just somehow couldn't get their shit together like why couldn't this homeless person figure out how to code if he had figured out how to code, it would have been a whole different story, right? Why do why do we need homeless shelters or schools for them? You know, Matt, that matter. Just uh, send out send out trucks with Wi Fi and uh, you know, teach everyone JavaScript and Ruby, and uh, it'll sort itself out. I mean, it, <clears throat> so one of the in our um, whenever we're looking to hire people here, one of the things that's a requirement is that you you need to have worked uh like two or three years in the restaurant industry i when i was when i was growing up my uh my mother would always say that uh that, that is like i think the single most important she would say the single most important thing you can do to become a human being is to work uh work at a restaurant or have to serve someone Wait, in i never somewhere. worked in a restaurant how did i get hired get out of here that's why I don't work here anymore. That's right. Jesse was actually <laughs> fired. <laughs> I did work retail. But. You had to put up with a lot of jerks in retail. That's Yeah. Granted, I, w- I worked at the Genius Bar. But, I mean, I know that that's like glitz and glamour of Apple Store. But those are some mean people. Well, yeah. I'm you sure. worked with, I mean, you dealt with a lot of assholes. Oh, yeah. Working absolutely. at the Apple Store. Absolutely. Absolutely. To have a job where you have to be mistreated and just swallow it, I think, is very yeah. edifying. Right. And being the only girl at uh, at the technology assistant booth. Oh, that's fun. Uh, where most people just said the most condescending things to me. Right. Uh, and I had to fix their computers. Their weird porn computers. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Did you wear gloves? <laughs> no, we didn't wear gloves. Did you get Purell or anything? I would, I would, yeah, I would yeah. want to disinfect them. Oh, after you, get Purell after that. you get a lot of you get a lot of under the keyboard pubes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's just nature. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah it's horrible. like either pubes or cat hair. A little bit. It's never both. It's never, <laughs> never both. both? <laughs> let's let's really hope it's never both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think that right. These are people who would have never worked that kind of service job. You know, I'm generalizing, but I think it's often the case. Uh, And they feel not just entitled, but they feel like they're really creating a good in the world uh, by by addressing, uh, by by providing a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. You know, as if we're sitting here saying, I wish there were one more way to get food delivered to my house. What's the one that comes and picks up your mail for you now? Oh, my God. Wait, uh, what? Out- oh, have you not heard about You know out- about? Yeah, Outbox, I think. Uh, they, they'll take, they'll intercept your mail uh, and they'll open it. This is what you're thinking of? Yeah, you know how you go it. home and there's mail sitting there and you're like, ugh, I can't deal. I wish there was somebody to come and pick up this mail and tell me what's actually important. Right. Oh, that's so silly. Don't I you mean- wish you could get all of your paper spam scanned and emailed to you i i i mean mike you know me i use uber all the a time. lot all the time uh that is you know more of a convenience slash safety thing but like mail, mail it's just so easy it's so easy well and imagine paying a stranger to open your mail for you yeah i wow that's a that's incredible yep it's incredible and and this is being this has been lauded as like a really, really you know brilliant solution to you know how we can fix mail as as if you, I I'm I go home and I just throw it away. Yeah. And that usually well, works you know, pretty or well. Recycle it. <laughs> sure. Compost it. You can do whatever sure. you want. Yeah. 
That's goofy. That's just so goofy. That's not going to be around for a long time, right? That's going to go away. How much money did it get, Sam? Uh, I'd have to... I'd have to, I don't know off the top of my head. But the fact that it got money... Wait, it got... Oh, so this is a funded... The, these things, right? It, it's it's it, if if they get any recognition at all, that that is, that's pretty fucked, I think. And, and but it, but it's been praised as as you know, yeah, we're we're gonna bring we're gonna modernize mail, which I thought was just email, but but no, the 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 postal service now uh, has one extra step added to it. Now it'll be great. Right. Would, I mean, would you would you take a free trial of that? I don't think I would take a free trial of that because I, I, uh, I kind of enjoy like the one time a week that I just like sit through and sift through my junk mail, right, and sort it out. And it takes two minutes. I, I, I think um, that that's a great test: is would you use this thing for free? Yeah, and, and if no. you, and if you you know to say nothing of paying a subscription for it, but if you wouldn't even use this shit. Absolutely, one hundred percent for free. Then it really is worthless. And I, I don't know who would. I, I wouldn't even want that. It'd be more of a nuisance than anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I don't get. I don't get how it fixes anything for anybody. Like the one thing I do like about Uber is that I've talked to a lot of cab drivers, or they talk to me and they're like, "How long have you been using it?" And the general, like the thing that I hear a lot from them is that it has fixed the very corrupt dispatch problem, which is that like dispatchers in San Francisco have their favorites. They don't give uh, right. Like they don't give calls to a lot of cabs. So they end up wasting a lot of money and people don't get rides. And so it's like, that is something that actually fix things for cab drivers and cab riders. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, that's, that's cool. But like the mail thing, I don't, it's, it's like they created a problem and then, Right. No, no one was complaining about their uh, their paper mailbox. This is what happens when a bunch of entitled white guys sit around together and talk about the problems right. they're having. Yeah. yeah. And decide that these must be the problems that everyone is having. Right. Well, but it's something beyond. I mean, I'm an entitled white guy, but I don't. I would never use this. It's, it goes beyond entitled and white. It's something, some new kind of terrible that I, I haven't really been able to completely pin down. I mean, there there have been entitled white people for for a long time, but only only in you know now are we getting, yeah, let's let's scan catalogs and email <laughs> people. It, it it's just it's delusion in, in addition to entitlement. So if I were to describe to you an entity that is at war with women, yes, minorities, yes, immigrants, mm-hmm. the poor. Mm. And looking to solve the problems of the 1%. Right. Who would you guess I was talking about? Uh, I mean, it's, it sounds a lot like the Republican Party. But, so uh, is Silicon Valley the new Republican Party? I, I think that it's... Oh, no. It's... Uh, <laughs> Why would man, you say that? That, that is a cover because story right true. there. Oh, yeah. no. Because it is absolutely true. It, it's just... I, 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 I think it's certainly up there as far as being socially regressive. And you can donate as much money to the Obama campaign as you want. Mm. But when your actions are the same actions as the Republican Party, then that is who you've become. Mm-hmm. No. Well, and I mean, think about uh, Facebook and their, uh, their immigration lobbying effort. You know, they, are, they have produced and uh, distributed advertisements for Republican candidates, you know, attacking, attacking uh, Obama, attacking existing immigration policy. I mean, th- there are some direct literal uh, operations between companies like Facebook and supporters and the Republican Party. Yeah. But, you know, as an immigrant, mm. I moved to this country when I was three years old, mm-hmm. obviously without a choice in the matter, but that's fine. <laughs> this is where I grew up. I'm an American kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is certainly, there are certainly problems with our immigration laws. But I think Facebook tackling immigration because they need more H-1B visas is not fixing immigration. And it's not fixing immigration for people who need immigration reform. I mean, it, it's, it's taking a Facebook HR problem and 
giving it the title of immigration reform. It's fixing a Facebook HR problem and right. turning it into law. Right. Federal law. Yeah. Because the people that we need to get into this country are the people who need to get out of the countries that they're in for their own safety mm-hmm. and for their own well-being. Right. Well, you know, and, and, and it's taking a job uh, making Facebook 2% faster and saying this is more important to our society than people who are going to you know, work in stores or, you know, work, you know, enlist in the army or be, be painters or do anything else. It's not a glamorous tech job. Uh, it's prioritized that kind of highly skilled uh, software position above every, everything else. Uh, and if that becomes law, then, you know, we're saying to everyone else who wants to come to this country and not, uh, you know, optimize data centers, you know, you're, you're not as, you're not worth as much. You know, that, and that's, that's a big deal, I think. I think it's a huge deal. I'm pissed off about this it. This is bowing me out, you guys. Can we talk about something happy? Well, we got to end soon. Oh, so gosh. let's end on a happy note. We should end on a happy note. Let's end on a happy note. Who's not fucking up? Who's not fucking Who's doing up? good work out yeah. there? You know, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question that I ask people myself because I, really <laughs> I, w- I really want a good answer to that. Um, who's least bad out of all the horrible people? Who's who's least bad? Yeah, I mean, like, look, I, I I think I don't think that that tech is is evil. I mean, I'm I'm in this because I like it. That's the problem. I, I think know, tech I is. I think tech has amazing possibilities right. to change the world. Right. And instead, it's figuring out figuring out ways for people to pick up my fucking mail and scan it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. I, of course. Um, I mean, I I think this was not the future that we were promised, nor the one that I want to work towards. Right. Well, I mean, you, you can at least get rid of your uh, your junk mail and your, uh, you won't have to touch it anymore. Yeah, you know, I do that really well by getting home, picking it up, and throwing it in the garbage. Or recycling it. Sure, recycling, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, for the, so the, for the Morins of the world, <laughs> the Morins, are there, are there any people who uh, you wish you could write more about, but they just don't really do anything that's bad enough for you to... <laughs> Look, there, there are plenty of people... <laughs> Getting recognition and money and minor celebrity for all the wrong reasons. I mean, that, that's inexhaustible. I, I don't. I don't. I don't wish for things to be worse. Uh, you know, it, it's not. I, I would love it if if Britt and Dave just said, you know, what are we doing with our lives? Let's, you know, let, let's let's go volunteer somewhere. I, I don't want more bad people. Yeah, I've got, I got enough. Pe- I got enough useless people to write about. You know, here, here's here's something. This was uh, this was in the news. Uh, this past this past week, uh, it was it was some company called. Um, I'm doing a terrible job here. They, they, they made that fake egg. Did you read about that? It, it's like it was a vegetable based egg substitute, uh, but you could you could bake with it. You could scramble it, and the idea was that instead of having you know, these giant machine automated. Uh, poultry farms. Oh right, my friend Dan Sinker was telling me about those because he's a vegan. Yeah, right. And you know, it, it would you know, right now it's very expensive, but I guess potentially it'd be cheaper than real eggs, and you know, more humane if you're one of those people who thinks chickens have souls. But um, you know, I, it's backed by Peter Thiel, who's I think sort of an evil uh, like Marvel character supervillain. But it, it it's a, it's at least an interesting idea that's saying. What if we can think of a better way to feed a lot of people? I mean, that'd be pretty amazing if yeah. you could create a synthetic egg that was nutritious and cheap and, you know, less environmentally harmful. That's at least a cool idea. I well, think, and I it's think, useful and it could, it could apply potentially to anybody. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and imagine feeding humans versus scanning their fucking mail. Like, it's such an order of magnitude and we could or use useful. drones to deliver the synthetic eggs. Yeah, you can just shoot them right down people's throats. Does it look like an egg? Do you get to crack it? That's what mm. I'm mostly concerned about. You know that that's a good that's a good point. It doesn't, so I guess forget about do it. You crack a Cadbury egg. Can't die. What are you going to do for Easter? Well, Cadbury. You know, PDFs. You don't, you don't crack Cadbury eggs, and it's still an egg. That's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, right? I, I don't know whether that's. I, I hope. I would hope that I could provide a better example than that if I had another minute to think. But at least, you know, the the 
the the rationale there is let's think of a newer better we hope way to feed people and and you know to change the way people cook and eat and and i think that you know i don't know whether you can call that like noble but it's at least uh, i think it's it's worth thinking about and worth taking seriously as opposed to 90% of the shit you're going to read on TechCrunch, which isn't even worth, it's not even worth hearing about. You know, I don't, we don't need another way to pick up and do your laundry or to call a private car or to, you know, share photos that are filtered. We have enough of this stuff and it's fine, but people are still making more and more. But if someone wants to make a new kind of egg, great. <laughs> Let's try it out. For now, until, until suddenly until everybody's it, making new eggs. Right. The yeah. problem is that... Where people are making the things that other people will buy. Well, right. I mean, right, I mean, have- I don't make something as as a, an entrepreneur. And by the way, nobody under fifty should be able to call themselves that. It might be the worst <laughs> word. I'm, I'm, it's tough to pick a worst word. But, but you know, if if I'm you know looking for something that I want to build, that I want to dedicate my well, I, I want to say my life to, yeah. but it's not well, it's, at least part of your day to right. Uh, then right now people are choosing that based on what'll get funded. Right. And people are choosing what'll get funded based on what'll get bought. Of course. So we're, so people are, are looking for things that they know the, the companies that are out there buying are going to what? Right. So we're not, we're not making our decisions based on, on what, what meets, meets a need. We're basing them on what what'll what'll flip a company, right? And as long as we're making those decisions based on what gets flipped, right. all that other shit that people need, all the things that we should be putting the energy towards, that's never going to get any attention, right? Because if I'm a VC, and thank God I'm not, I thank God you're not. Thank God I'm not. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Then I would be then I have to give my money to companies that I know that in three months or, or whatever, I don't know how long this shit takes, but like a couple years down the road, I can turn and sell to Google or Facebook because that's my, that's how I run my business. Well, and and the precedent has been established that you can take a terrible, take a a half baked idea, throw a few million dollars into it and then Yahoo will buy it just because why the fuck not? Right. I mean, you, we've already, that's already been rewarded so many times over that it's, I mean, it, if, if you're going just on pure, disgusting uh, logic and rationality, it is the, the rational thing to do to come up with a stupid idea. You can flip quickly. It's like flipping houses. Right. If, if you're just, if you, all you're doing is exploiting you know, market forces or whatever the fuck. And look yeah. at the amount of intelligent people, really right. fucking intelligent people who are spending their energy building shit to flip. Yep. I, but you know, that, and that's, what's rewarded. I, you know, I, I guess if, if you want to, if you want to make your fortune, that's what you do. Uh, I don't know. And I don't sadly, know how you stop that. That is how you have to make your fortune because that is the only, if you live in San Francisco, for example, the only way that you can possibly afford to buy a house in San Francisco is if you have some sort of flipping my fucking company event. Yep. I mean, my parents saved up money for, to buy a house. They saved for years and they finally had enough for a down payment and they got a nice mortgage and, you know, they, they, spent 20 years paying it off. And you can't do that here because you can't save up enough money to buy a house. You need to get that big, huge fucking lump sum all at once. And the only way for that to happen is if you build something that you eventually flip to somebody. So you've got a culture that's eating itself alive and that needs to keep eating itself alive to sustain itself. Right. Well, and and listen, I mean, Twitter's about to go public in the near future and that's going to create a whole new burst of very wealthy people in this city i think you could look at twitter and say this isn't just a uh, you know a crap thing that was turned for profit it's very popular regardless of what you think of it as a as a medium it's at least you know being i used but i i give them credit for at least for for trying to sustain themselves as a business right right but you've got that but then you also have people who are making complete garbage that yahoo will buy on a shopping spree 
And you know, so you're getting it on both ends, you, you know. But also, think how long it took Twitter to make some money. I mean, they've been around for a while. Whereas you can make some some crapola idea that's just like, uh, yeah, what was it? Yahoo bought something this past spring, which it was just a, like a video, some kind of video montage app, uh, and and yeah, and it, and it turned a few people into millionaires. And they, but they never needed to have a smart idea. They just needed to have something that Yahoo thought was valuable one day. Or you just need to collect enough engineers in a room together. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, over in our old building, we just moved here recently, but over in our old building, there was a company, and I forget what the hell they did, but they had 30 engineers. And um, they got bought. They got acquired by mm-hmm. somebody. And part of the deal was, that all the engineers had to come. If any of the engineers decide, and, and by to come, I mean to come work at this company for the next three years. Right. If any of the engineers said no, the entire deal was off. Jesus. Yeah. Which is the most fucking manipulative thing I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, can you imagine being that one guy who this isn't what I want, this is not what I want to do with my life? But holy shit, if I don't agree to it, my 29 friends that I've been working in this small room with for the last year, they're going to lose their jobs. Right. What happened? Did they all agree to go to the other company? I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger for the next episode. That's a hell of a way to leave us here. Yeah. That was not that was not very uh, lighthearted at all. That was not what <laughs> that I was asked the for. Opposite. But it's it's Schrodinger's lighthearted. <laughs> it may be a happy ending. Okay. You don't know that. That's true. That's true. Right now, it's both happy and sad. All right. Well, we can we can reconvene someday over a plate of uh, synthetic eggs and and find out what happened. Sounds all right. Really I'll, le- I'll here's a happy note. Okay. The thing that's made me happiest in the last six months is watching a bunch of stupid fucking little goats running around on the modern farmer goat cam. Have you seen this thing? I, you know what? I, I think I think run with it. If if it's if it's making us happy, let's just let's just and be glad this, it's there. This tiny little black maniac little goat that just hops. It just hops up and down. <laughs> and that's how it moves around. I, I think that's beautiful. Could you get a goat at at mule, like a little? One? I'm looking into like it. A get a mule, goat? yeah. But it needs to be some goat that doesn't grow. Like I always want it to to stay like. There's a, an art. I read an article recently about a girl who was trying, God, maybe in Washington, who was like trying to get goats domesticated into like domestic inside household pets, and that she is doing this right now, and she wants people to treat them more as domestic pets and less as outdoor farm animals. <laughs> Maybe you should. Well, you know, you know I think I think that's dumb, but it 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 will at least never be as. <laughs> oh, it's totally dumb. It'll it'll never be as stupid as scanning the mail. You know, the 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 think how low the bar has been set for dumb because compared to that, it's 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 like the fucking Apollo program domesticating a goat. I would I'd get behind that. Why not? I, I, that, 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 that's filled I'm me with cheer. I'm probably not going to do either, but <laughs> so check out the modern farmer goat cam. Yeah, I, what's the after URL this, for that? I don't know. We'll put it on the show All page. Right. Modern Google, farmer. Their, their whole Google thing is modern great. farmer. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're try, they're teaching people in urban areas how to farm. It's a beautiful website and it's a great idea. And uh, yeah, that you know what? Well, as if we, if we need to a, point to some, an idea. I was going to say if we need to point to to people who are doing something cool that we all like, let's point to that. All right, our cool site of the week, Modern <laughs> Farmer. I'll sign off on that for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sam, thanks so much for, for coming and talking to us today. My pleasure. I hope you managed to survive San Francisco unscathed. It's, it's been beautiful so far. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch my back a little bit, but everyone's been very nice. Watch is your there, back in this neighborhood. Is there anybody that you want to say hi to? I would, I would love to say hi to uh, my editor, John, and my mother, that's What's your nice. mom's name? He's, he's a nice boy. Uh, her name is Mimi. Hi, Mimi. Yeah. she. Uh, I, I, I'm going to send this to her, and it'll probably make her cry. Nice. Yeah. I mean, in, in a good way. Yeah. That, that's, my, that's my barometer, is if I'm doing something well, if I Well, Sam, you're invited back anytime you want. Thank you very much. It's a good show, Jesse. What do you think, Jesse? Uh, it was okay. I think you're really intrigued by that egg. 
I think I've got, I your, I got your attention. I am. I'm I'm just got We're going to okay. talk more about this yeah. after the podcast. Why just okay? Why just okay? I was awesome. All right. Sorry. Okay. I thought it was great. All right. Uh, hey, um, rem- remember we just, uh, or remember, we just released six new podcasts this week. Six? Six. We released them all on Monday at the same time. It's a lot. Netflix style. <laughs> This is sort of the house of cards of podcasts. No, I'll say Orange is the New Black. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it. What? I, no, I'm not avoiding it. I just... Uh, Jesus. So I know. Good. I know. I'm going to... It's on my to-do list. So good. Anyway, we got some great shows. We got the big web show. We got Issues. We got Muck Rock. We got... I'm an asshole for forgetting the rest. Uh, but please take a look at muleradio.net and please take a listen. And uh, Audio Smut. That was one. Cool. God, I hope I got that right. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye.